Every phrase of rapture. You can't wait to read the headlines of his capture. Your host, Icy Robots. Greetings, Earth people. I am from Jupiter. It's me again, Icy Robots. I'm not a hero. I just sacrifice a bit of my week to make your week just a bit better. And this week, I think it might get a bit better than that because we just we got all sorts of fun stuff ahead of us. We got a couple movie reviews going to talk about some robot news and speaking of robots that dude iceberg 13 took a vacation day i know he's still here around the station somewhere i might try to get him on the show later but he's just like use uh play some classics my man i don't got any new songs for you this week and i'm like well your only job around here is to cook up new songs and i don't know man i don't you might be performing below capacity so uh let's hear what uh let's hear what he got queued up for us let me uh click 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 all right here we go Oh, I love this one. This is a takeoff on KRS-One's classic joint out of here, where he's telling dudes, you know, you bought all this expensive stuff when you were on top, but check it out. You're not on top anymore, so what are you going to do? It's called, uh, I don't think they actually have a name for it, but anyway, Iceberg and uh, Melissa went and they did their own take on it. It's pretty funky. Let's check it out. Do you ever think about when you're out here? Podcast and videos out here. Your mind space out of here. No doubt ISR is old school, but he ain't going out. This is the Toys R Us report, and we'll make you famous. Taking over the earth while still kicking in Uranus. I come for free time, baby. I come for free time. Hit it. Jeff tells himself to prove that he's a freak. I can't hold it back. The paint flowing over. Can't hold it back. I am the future. We actually got a pretty quick turnaround on the old IWA waterbed kev results. And if you were paying attention last time around, you will recall that waterbed kev was making a bold move. He was going to challenge the Saskatchewan Sasquatch for the Western States title. Let's get to that first of all. Uh, In his first match of the month, waterbed kev fought the Saskatchewan Sasquatch, and he was sadly defeated in 11 minutes with an atomic drop. If any of you know what an atomic drop is, it's where you get the guy up in your shoulder, and then you drop him down buttocks first onto your knees. And uh, while it might hurt your tailbone, I do feel bad for waterbed kev having been defeated by a move that has not been used as a finisher since the days of Bob Backlund. Backlund, he had a pretty serious atomic drop. He'd grab you, get you up on his shoulder, run across the ring, and then drop you on your tailbone onto his knee. It was pretty cool to see him, you know, moving with a giant dude up on his shoulder. I don't know if this is what the Saskatchewan Sasquatch is doing. It could be, you know, being so tall and having such a long torso, maybe the drop onto his knee is enough to incapacitate someone, but at any rate, our boy Waterbed Kev has fallen. He is not the, uh, he is not the champion. I'm a bit, bit bummed out about this. I was really hoping he would take home the belt, but he did not. So, uh, 
Overall, Waterbed Kev finished this month at his new record is 31. Where is he on here? I cannot find him. Oh, he's 31 and 23. So it seems like he went five wins and five losses or so last month. Not that great. Waterbed Kev, you're just, I don't know, my man. You know, I'm the one picking your moves, but you are not doing all that I want. So we are going to, we're going to flip the script. At any moment in the wrestling game, you can create a new dude and just send your old guy out to pasture. So Waterbed Kev, I fear that you are going to be sent out to pasture and you will be replaced by a new star. This new star will go by the name of... Let's get a bit of a drum roll. Uh, drum roll, please. The man, the myth, the legend, Iceberg 13. Yeah, fool. You thought I wasn't when I was. Let me tell you what I wa. This is the iceberg and I'm still in effect. You know what I'm saying. Get ready for some real dusty roads level hard times lunchbox. Iceberg 13 is on the way in. Ain't no one there safe. All your belts and your girlfriends are soon to be mine. Get ready dummy. This is the iceberg. IWA you're just another lawn for me to mow. I'm out like shout. Hoo-ha, hoo-ha. Yo, Iceberg, though, my man, do you think you're ready for all that? Because you ain't exactly the most physical type of dude, and this is, uh, this is hand-to-hand combat. I mean, during the pirate attack, you weren't exactly on the front line out there with me and, uh, with me, Emily, and Melissa, and all the rest. You know, you didn't even want to move that desk. You said it was a bit too heavy. So, I don't know. I got faith, but, uh, you think you're ready for it, dude? Don't you ever question my heart, dude. Wrestling is a thinking man's sport. And no one, and I mean no one, can outthink a robot. Well, I don't know all about that, but, uh, you know, best of luck, dude. I mean, I... Uh... I'm proud of you for taking it on. I didn't. I, I did not think you had it in you. And when I approached you about this idea, I thought you just poo-poo it. So you know, more power to you, dude. You're gonna do great. And don't worry, I'll be in your corner. Not likely, bro. The iceberg stands alone. You'd only hold me back. I do my dirt all by my lonely. Whatever, Tretch. You can just do that dirt all by yourself. So, that's the big news for the week. Iceberg's gonna be moving into the IWA. And just like Burger King, he can have it his way. I won't be in its corner. He's going all by himself, man. I guess that does take courage and I gotta respect it. So, let's uh keep your eye out for the uh, updates on the IWA Iceberg situation. So, this is me, Icy Robots. Let's move into the next segment of the show. Known affectionately as... At the movies. Hey, yo, Iceberg, since you're in the house, why don't you take us out? I can do it. Yo, this one goes out to all the girls I've loved before, as well as my man, the No Swear Gamer. Congrats on 200 episodes, homeboy, and all my peeps out there on all the ranch. Check one, two. The return of the boom bat means just that. It means the return of the real hard beats and toy chat. Another silly sucker wants his champion belt. But like a microwave these days, he make a melt. He never crossed over, never went pop. You know ISR will give you real toy talk. <laughs> 
in a moment at the movies without Ebert, Siskel or even that dude Roper. But you got Icy Robot, so that's something, right? You know what they're doing to us? <laughs> the Green Inferno Rated R starts September 25th. I like grody movies. I always have liked grody movies. It's just, uh, it's just part of me, man. I don't know. I don't feel bad about it. Anyway, uh, when I go see these kind of movies, I usually go with a pal of mine, but he's recently come down with having a baby, and, uh, he can't get out of the house very much, so I had to go see this one all by my lonesome, which was weird. I... I don't mind going to see a movie by myself. It is, it is kind of a nice, uh, nice way to, you know, while away the time. It's just, you know, you're in the dark. It's cool. Nice and cool out watching a flick all by yourself. It's not bad. There are definitely worse ways to spend your time, but, um, The Green Inferno is not necessarily the kind of movie that you want to go see by yourself. I'm sure you all have some sort of an idea of what this, what this movie brings and what... Eli Roth brings to movies in general. Um, he is, he is the modern day king of the gory exploitation flick. And that's exactly what this is. This is a gory cannibal exploitation flick. But, um, it's good. I liked it. I thought in a lot of ways, I don't know how to put this anyway, but this way is that it was almost a triumph of filmmaking. The movie is about some kids who get trapped in a village by cannibals, a village in Peru, and it has Peruvian natives, you know, the real, the real deal natives who live out there in the jungle, the kind that have never seen man. You know, they live in a tribal way with stone tools and all that. Anyhow, Eli Roth went out in the jungle, he found one of these tribes, made a deal with them, and he filmed his movie there. And... I think the day-to-day -day fact that dude was in there shooting a movie with people who have never even seen a movie, using these people as extras, using their village as the setting, it is, it's a triumph. I do not think that I could have gone, well, I, I know for a fact. I know for a fact that I couldn't make it one day in the Peruvian jungle, and this dude was out there every single day making a movie with dudes who've never even seen a movie. I know I just said it, but that alone is a miracle because the movie looks fantastic. It looks authentic. It is, well, it's the real deal of what it would be like to be captured by cannibals in Peru. During the movie, he does this gimmick where he switches back from, you know, traditional shots to POV shots, and he gets these, these blurry shots of the villagers grabbing, grabbing onto the hostages, uh, and it, it's scary. It's really scary. They kind of blur it around the edges to give it a, uh, kind of a more, uh, a more of a realistic appeal. It's just, I, I was really impressed with some of the camera work in this movie, but with all the good stuff out of the way, uh, this movie was beyond grody. Uh, the, the villagers are cannibals and they think that the kids who have landed here that they've captured are enemies of there and they just, uh, they go to town on them. Let me give you, let me give you a basic idea of the story. The, the deal is 
they are protesters who are coming down from the United States to the Peruvian jungles and they plan to chain themselves to trees and to machines to try to stop a logging operation from encroaching any further on these uh, villagers' homes. So they go and they do that, but then, you know, it's successful. And then on the way back home, they crash land in deep into the lush, fertile jungle and they are then taken captive by the... uh, by these cannibals, and things just go downhill from there. Um, and what they think that, <laughs> sorry, I'm, I'm getting a little stammery here, but they think that these kids are part of the logging operation, and they just, they go to town on them. It is horrible. It is so disgusting. Disgusting beyond belief. If you like that kind of thing, if you like grody, gory movies, you might want to go see this. But if you do not like gore, do not go see this. If you are not a fan of Eli Roth movies, do not go see this. If you are, go see it, because you will enjoy it. Uh, when I was there, it was just me, and it was uh, an older couple, lady and a gent in their, I'm thinking, 70s. They came in right after I did, and they sat there, and they watched the whole movie, left. I don't know. I, I, I would like to have asked them what they thought. Maybe they're just, you know, old-school gorehounds from back in the day, but um, it was interesting to me to see these two nice, sweet, old people roll in. But then I guess someday... Me and the old lady will be old people too, and people will think that we are sweet when in fact we are evil. Uh, <laughs> at any rate, I gotta say, if you if you like Eli Roth, then by all means, go see this movie. But if you are not a fan, stay away. It gets the ISR view at your own discretion warning. We got one more movie coming up. Let me, uh, let me see. This one, I got the, the tape for it right here. Okay, let me pop it in. Be back in a sec. Through the map. Our service mission here was supposed to last 31 souls. For redundancy, they sent 68 souls worth of food. That's for six people. So for just me, that's going to last 300 souls, which I figure I can stretch to 400 if I ration. So I got to figure out a way to grow three years worth of food here on a planet where nothing grows. Luckily, I'm a botanist. Mars will come to fear my botany powers. The Martian, directed by Ridley Scott, starring Matt Damon, is just about the exact opposite of uh, The Green Inferno. (laughs) It shows you how fantastic and awesome people can be. The other movie shows you that people can be cannibals and they can eat each other, so I don't know. But um, The Martian was one of the best movies I've seen this year. I thought it was great. It made me feel great. It made me feel great to be alive. The movie is exhilarating. Uh, It's the story of an astronaut played by Matt Damon who gets left behind on a Mars mission. Now, he barely has enough food and supplies to survive, and he has to think of ingenious scientific ways to keep himself there there and kicking until the Mars mission can get back around to save him. The, some of the things he does are just so great. This movie was so great. I think if you haven't seen it by now, go see it, dude. It is just awesome. I thought it was great. I had a great time. The old lady had a great time. 2.0 herself. 
the greatest movie cynic of all the cynics had a great time. I know that I have said great maybe 37 Snoogans times during the course of this review, but there's just no other way for me to put it. If I was giving this mics, like if I were Source Magazine and I was rating it in mics with one mic being meh and five mics being an all-time classic like uh, Main Source's Breaking Adams, I would give this four and I might give it four and a half mics. This movie is really just, it's fantastic. The effects are great. Matt Damon does a solo acting performance like Tom Hanks in Castaway that might only be rivaled by Tom Hanks in Castaway. Most of the movie is him talking to the camera about what he's going to do and... It's never boring. You want nothing more than to save this guy. This dude is leaking charisma like nobody short of uh, Razor Ramon. And you just, you want to get your own rocket to go save him because you would just, he's just a, an awesome dude that you would need back here on Earth. I, I cannot say enough good things about this movie. It hit on every level. It will get your emotions. It, it will get your brain thinking. It's just, man, it's banging. Just banging all around. When we went to see this, this joint was packed. We got there maybe 20 minutes early and we had to sit in the upper uh, right-hand corner, which was fine because some fools had to sit in the front three rows. The front three rows were packed with people. Now, there was a long line at the concessions and 2.0 and the OS were out there. They were out there getting the corn and the M&Ms. I had to fight people off to save the seats that I have held. I mean, people were making moves. They were coming up and they're just like, you can't hold the seats. The movie's about to start. And I said, you know what? I'm holding them. I did hold tight. We all got to see it and it was great. Uh, but I've heard this movie's having like the best October opening of all the times. And I could, you know, I could tell just being there. There's a lot of, a lot of energy. People were in it. People applauded at the end, which I, I think is very nice. Some people think it's corny, but, um, I enjoy a bit of applause. If you all, if you all shared a nice experience, just give it up. I think you know, don't don't hold back, man. Live life, live life to its limits. So this is me, icy robots. I'm saying four, four and a half mics, dude. Go see it. Go see it. Take your family. Uh, 2.0 is 13. I thought she was big enough. There was a bit of blood at the beginning she didn't like. There's a small bit of language. But if you're cool with that stuff and you want to see an exhilarating story, take your whole family. You will all have fun. ISR out. It's time to get stupid. Yo, dork, you're probably going to like this chamber. A brief overview on the world of robotics called Simply Enough. Robot News. All right, my dudes, we are back. And I don't know if, if this is robot news as much as it is me moaning about a Roomba situation and just needing some kind of a... Some kind of a category for it. So the category I have chosen is Robot News. Okay, so what happened was I picked up a Roomba at the dig. I got it for a super cheap price. Cleaned it out and it worked great. The thing is it didn't have a battery. So I went online. I bought a battery on eBay. And uh, this was great. For a while I was Roomba rich. I was able to have one Roomba straightening up the front of the house while having a whole another Roomba in the back of the house for the hallway, the back bedrooms, places like that. Less trafficked area, so it didn't have to run every day, usually maybe once a week, and it was awesome. I felt Roomba rich. With the other one that I had, 
I was able to rotate them in and out. It was just, it was fantastic. And then, after maybe three months or so, the battery that I ordered from eBay, it went dead. Yes, a Roomba battery will last, they can last forever. They last for just eons. They're rechargeable, you plug them back in, and they're good to go. And, um, well... This one just went dead, wouldn't take a charge, and I was totally, totally annoyed. So I contacted the seller, and they told me, you know, bad things happen to good people sometimes. It was my misfortune, blah, 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 blah. I was past the point where I could request a, uh, request a do-over, but that does happen. And usually, usually you give the customer a do-over. You're just, you're being a nice guy. And the battery just straight up went dead. I think it was defective and whack or whatever, but, uh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't exchange it out for me, and they were under no obligation to. They should have. It's the right thing to do, but they were under no obligation. But what they did offer me was free shipping on another battery. If I chose to buy one from them, I would get free shipping. Here's the rub. The shipping on the battery is, uh, as far as what they charge, it is only 99 cents. So one has to wonder, is this a slap in the face? Is that what they're trying to do? Are they trying to get me? Are they trying to diss me? One will never know. If you have an opinion on whether I got dissed in the Roomba battery debacle, hit me up on Twitter. That's at IcyRobots. Uh, make it hashtag Roomba battery or something. I don't know. Just get at me and tell me if you think that I was being dissed and dismissed. Because I kind of feel like I am. What are you going to do, man? Sometimes dudes just aren't on the up and up as much as some uh, other fools. I have um, I have another Roomba story. I was on uh, Twitter checking out my tweeps the other day. That's what I call them. I call them tweeps. I was checking out my tweeps, and I noticed that the hashtag, uh, I think it was new Roomba, was uh, trending. So I'm like, what is that? So I hopped on over, and I saw that iRobot... The company that creates Roomba was just about to drop some kind of new, uh, some kind of new technological advancement in the machine. So I'm just like, what is this? So I hop on over, and I wait, and I wait, and it's taking them forever. They're saying that they were going to drop it any second now. And for whatever reason, it was delayed, and I'm just, I'm, I'm becoming really anxious. I'm just like, what could it possibly be? So I start going on Twitter and I start theorizing what could be the advancement in uh, Roomba technology. The first one I came up with was, I bet that it is a triangle so that it could clean the corners. Roombas are round, not triangular. So they sometimes do not do their best work in the corners. Um, then my next guess that I tweeted out was, I think that the Roomba might clean your body. I think you might be able to lay down and it will roll all over you, eliminating the, uh, need for bath or showers. And I said that this could be a great breakthrough considering the climate change and the overall California drought. Uh, this was not the case either. My next guess was that, hey, maybe the Roomba will clean inside your oven or inside your litter box. None of these were also true. What it did turn out to be was the Roomba will have a camera right on top of it. A camera that will scan your room and plot out a navigation course or something. That's how I understood it. I don't know if that was the case, but that is how I, uh, how I took it. So I tweeted back to them. This sounds like some, some kind of Illuminati surveillance trying to sneak inside your house and take a look at, uh, your things while you're cleaning up. And they tweeted back, no, this is not the case. We would never do that. The cameras cannot be, the cameras cannot attach to any sort of an outside device. So it's impossible for them to transmit outside your house. I... 
I told them I was dubious, but they said that was definitely the case. But then my next concern became, uh, what if I have small critters in the house? Like, what if I have a pet snake or I have a pet cricket? And the camera, um, oh, 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 I forgot this important point. They told me that the camera, um, will be pointing up. And somehow that was supposed to protect you from surveillance. But I said, well... What if I have small critters in the house and the camera pointing up puts them in danger because it will not see them. And they told me that this could be, this could be an issue. So if you do have, if you have a pet frog or some kind of a hedgehog or something smaller on the ground, the new Roomba might not be for you. It might be that you will be endangering their existence. They could get squished. They could get run over and put inside of the dustbin. I do not know. But then, uh... Then what happened made me really happy. I robot followed me. I do not have any any celebrity followers as far as I know. There is an adult film actress that follows me. I don't know why, but uh otherwise this is my biggest favoriteest follow. I'm officially followed by I robot and being such a Roomba connoisseur, this is a big deal to me. If you had your way about it while we're on the topic, who would be your dream Twitter follower? I'm thinking maybe like KRS-One or Chuck D from Public Enemy. That would be dope. Maybe the president of Toys R Us. I don't even know who that is, but that would be dope. Uh, let's see. Mr. T. Mr. T would be great. Or Gil Gerard. Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers. I don't know. Kevin Smith would probably drive a lot of traffic to you. Uh, Walt Flanagan from Comic Book Men would be dope. JJ Fad. I could really go for that. Or, uh, Brian Michael Bendis from Marvel. That would be cool. Or the dude who plays Rick. On Walking Dead. These could probably all make you seem more important than you are. Oh yeah, a uh, couple episodes back, the one about the Toy Con, we had a question about Tuvix. Tuvix the cat who went up and vanished. I said I'd send a shout out to the first person who uh, took a guess at where Tuvix wound up. And the first dude was our boy, Engineer Nerd from uh, over at Action Figure Blues. Dude is always on top of the new episodes. Uh, dude's great. Anyway, he, uh, he thinks that Tuvix might have gone down into a pit. A pit into the underworld, something out of, like, the Evil Dead movies or Hellboy, and he has recently found his way back to Earth, you know? I'm gonna stick with it, and if this is the case, he doesn't seem any worse for the wear. He's looking pretty good. Tuvix, we're, uh, we're happy to have you back. So, if you have any idea who might be your dream Twitter follower, hit me up. Hit me up on Twitter, at Robots, and uh, I'll mention you here on the show. I'll say what's up, give you a big bow wow. Make sure to visit virtualdirtmall.com and support the show with a generous purchase of some retro or not-so-retro junk. He won't be sorry for long. You won't be. You won't be sorry for long. Consider uh, also going to supportthereport.com and you can look into becoming a show patron. That's a good deal. We're offering something called the Toys R Us Report VHS Edition. It's about two hours worth of super great stuff. Off my DVR, out of my uh, VHS collection. It's great. Super fun. You can pop it in, just go through it and have a good time. Leave it on in the background. It has, like, old TV commercials, toy commercials, video game commercials. There's some Activision ones. It's just great. You can get that by becoming a show patron. It is well worth it. Uh, So, we're going to move on into the final segment of the show. A bit known as the Toys R Us Report, where I tell you about all the weird stuff I saw over at Toys R Us. I gotta warn you, though. It's been, uh, it's been pretty dry over there. You've made it this far. It's time. The final segment. Your weekly toy shop update. The Toys R Us Report. 
we are we are in a bit of a toy doldrum right now. We're gearing up for the fourth quarter of the year, the big holiday rush. So right now they're not putting anything deaf out on the shelves. It's just how it is. If it's dope, they're gonna wait until Christmas to put it out. Um, there was the Star Wars stuff, but we're not getting the heavy restocks. I still haven't seen a lot. The only Star Wars black I ever see is the uh, Stormtrooper from Attack the Block. Um, I wonder if there's a bit of toy racism going on there. Nobody seems to want to buy this one alone. Black Stormtrooper, but I don't think it is. I think it's just, I don't know. People want Kylo Ren and the other cool characters. This guy looks cool, but he's he's no Kylo Ren. If you uh, if you smell me on that, that dude has a lightsaber and that, that bumps you up. That bumps you up a level. One thing I did here, and I can't remember where I heard this. It might have been Entertainment Earth. I do not know. I can't recall off the top. But uh, they were saying that all the cool stuff that's been released so far is only from the beginning of the movie. And that there are millions and millions of characters and vehicles and things that uh, that we do not even know about. And this is great. I want there to be as many surprises as there can be. We are... We are rapidly nearing the release of the new Star Wars movie. I mean, by the time you hear this, we'll be in, what, like 60 days? T-minus 60 days or so, and that's nothing. I mean, you can do that standing on your head, right? If you were just about to get out of jail, you'd be saying, I'm a short-timer, I'm ready to go. So we're going to be seeing that, and then we're going to have Christmas. So things are are really going to be coming along nicely soon, but as for right now... Not that much. I saw some Boondock Saints reaction figures. I haven't seen those before, but I do think they've been out for a while. I just haven't seen them. That movie's cool. I'm not the biggest fan. I wouldn't really buy the figures. I wouldn't, you know, I am a fan of the movie. I did enjoy it, but not enough to where I want to buy some toys from it. That's just me, though. I'm sure there are a lot, a lot of people out there who are going to be stoked when they see these. They had Daryl from The Walking Dead. Uh, I forget his name in the movie. And then they had the other Boondock Saint, too. Both of them were dressed as a priest, as I recall. So, I don't know, man. With all that said, uh, we're going to call it a day. We're going to get out of here. This is me, Icy Robots, for Melissa, for Iceberg 13, the soon-to-be grappler Iceberg 13. We are signing off. This is the Toys R Us Report, episode number 54. If you don't know, now you know. Recorded live on Jupiter's moon, Callisto, this has been an IC Robots radio production.